Well, this morning uh, is going to be a difficult teaching for some of you, both on the stream, up in the balcony, and those of you here that are on the main floor. And the reason is, is because we're not talking today about forgiveness of small offenses like we did last week, but today we're going to talk about forgiveness of big offenses. So I want to begin this morning by asking you this question, and that is, who has betrayed you? Who has betrayed you? Who has lied to you? Who has lied about you? Who has mistreated you? Who has in some way put you down? Because last week, like I said, we talked about small offenses, and it's easy when it's been a one-time deal or something very small for us to forgive other people. But what becomes really difficult and really challenging is when it's a big offense, and it's someone who has hurt us over and over and over again, especially people who we've admired, people who we've looked up to, people who we've trusted, people who we love dearly. So let me ask you again this morning, who is it in your life who has betrayed you? Who has betrayed you? It could have been maybe a roommate who stole something from you that you had. Maybe it was someone who bullied you. Maybe you're a student and you've been bullied in some way. Or someone on social media uh, put you down or bullied you in some way. Maybe it's a boyfriend who lied to you and then they didn't just lie to you, but they actually lied about you. Maybe it could be a dad who you've always wanted to please your entire life and you've spent your whole life trying to please this person again and again. And it seemed like the more effort that you put in, the less satisfied they were. And it was very, um, made you feel very small and your dad made you feel very insignificant. It might have been a spouse who you trusted, who you thought you believed in, and then they betrayed your trust and they crushed your heart. It could have been an authority figure who you gave your permission to to follow. And that authority figure you looked up to and you admired and they should have protected you. But instead of protecting you, what they actually did was took advantage of you and they touched you in a way that was inappropriate. And in a sick, twisted way, what they chose to do instead is not own it themselves, but they blamed you and they actually made you feel worse about yourself thinking that it was your fault. So let me ask you this morning, who betrayed you? Who hurt you? And then the question becomes, whoever that person is that did that to us, do they really deserve forgiveness anyways? I mean, should we forgive someone who's created pain and hurt in that particular way? Should we? Would we have the ability to forgive them anyway? Are we supposed to forgive them? And if we are, how in the world are we to forgive people who stab us in our back and cause great pain? Well, folks, if you've ever been hurt in a significant way, and I don't necessarily know what the pain and hurt some of you have experienced, or for those of you on the stream, I don't know. But I promise you this, I can understand what it feels like to be hurt, to go through 
pain, to go through struggle of someone who's betrayed you. And this morning, I want to share with you just three quick examples that have happened in my own life. The first one took place when I was quite young. And my sister, who is older than me, by eight years, at the age of 18, she moved out of our house and she moved in with a guy. And this guy started to emotionally abuse her and manipulate her. And soon he kept her away from our family for close to a decade where we saw her very little time. And the kicker of all of this was he didn't work. He literally just mooched off of her for almost a decade and she worked two jobs. And eventually the emotional abuse became physical abuse. And one time we saw where Lisa had actually been bruised and beaten because of this guy. The second example is a guy that I reached out to early in the life of the church, and uh, he and I became really good friends. He came to Christ, and his wife came to Christ, and his wife became really good friends with Jennifer, and I became great friends with him. And he came to me one day, and he asked me about whether or not I had interest in a financial business startup that he had, but he needed some help, and we gave him thousands of dollars. And he promised to pay us back with interest. And we thought to ourselves, this sounds good, and so we trusted him, and we did that. And initially, he made payments regularly, and he did that for about six months or so, and then all of a sudden, he stopped paying. And so I confronted him, and I asked him, I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, oh, we'll take care of it, and he lied about it, and then he stopped talking, and then he just sent emails, and eventually it got really, really ugly, and that relationship broke in half, and it created great pain. Now, to be honest, those two examples are a lot easier for me to talk about because they happened in the past. But let's get a little bit more current. There are some people uh, who I'd reached out to, an entire family, great people who had been a part of the church for many, many years. And then when COVID came, uh, one day they came to me and they said, we're leaving the church. And it was painful for me. And then they said, well, will you forgive us? I said, yes, I forgive. But why are you leaving? And they never could tell me why. And then almost immediately, the next week, I found out that they were at another church and they started talking bad about me and the jar. And it felt like someone had stabbed me in the back and just kept turning it more and more and more. So how do you forgive people that you really don't want to forgive? How do you forgive people when you don't feel like forgiving? It's a little bit like when you're vacuuming, and as you're vacuuming, you look down, and there's a piece of lint, or there's a piece of paper. And uh, all of a sudden, you vacuum over it, and it won't come up. It won't come out. Has that happened to any of you ever before in your life, where you're vacuuming? Yeah, it's a, it's a common occurrence to human beings, right? You have something there, and, and you're like vacuuming it, 
and you have the perfect stroke. Like it's, it should come up and you pull it back and it doesn't come up. So you think to yourself, I'll come at it at a different angle, right? So you come at a different angle and you try that and that doesn't work either. And so eventually you come at it at a different angle and then you start praying like in the name of Jesus, piece of lint, please come up and it won't come up. And then you go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you start going like this and nothing changes. So when that happens, what do you do? Yeah, you bend down and you pick it up and you look at it. And then what do you do after that? You put it back down, exactly. And then you try it again. And folks, it's the same way with forgiveness. Sometimes we go at it at different angles, but nothing changes because there's a piece of us that just feels like, I don't know if I can forgive. I just can't seem to forgive. Today's message, just to tell you on the front side, is going to be painful for some of you. It may even be agonizing. But I hope you clearly understand. It's not what I'm saying, but God is very clear when he says that you are called to forgive. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are to forgive. So let me just share with you this morning three different portions of Scripture that I hope you'll look at even after today. Here's the first one. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus says this, You've heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now that sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? Love the people that are nice to you and hate the people that are mean to you. That sounds good. But Jesus says this, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Paul, the guy who wrote close to half of the New Testament, is considered one of Jesus' closest followers, said this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave who? You. Then Jesus goes on in Matthew chapter 6. And this will like stop you in your tracks. So get ready for it, folks. Here it comes. This is what Jesus said. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, what happens? What happens? Yeah, your Father will not forgive you you. Folks, God clearly calls us to forgive. But how do we do it? How do we forgive when it's difficult to forgive? Now, we're going to talk about what forgiveness is, but I'd like to begin this morning by talking to you about what forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is not. And this is your first fill-in, and this is it. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. There's a really stupid phrase that we hear often from people that they'll say this, forgive and what? Forget. Just forgive and forget. I have never met a single human being in my life who can just forgive and forget, including the guy talking to you. 
It's, un, it's impossible. When someone has hurt you, when someone has caused pain to you, in some way, a scar is left. And it's difficult just to forget. Forgiveness is not about sweeping it under the rug or being a doormat for somebody else. That's not forgiveness at all. Forgiveness is not forgetting. That's not what it is. Forgiveness is not allowing a person who has abused you again and again and again to continue to do so. In fact, you can actually forgive someone. Check this out. You can forgive someone and still create healthy boundaries. You can forgive someone and say, yes, I forgive you, but I don't trust you right now. I'll let it go. I will forgive you, but I do not trust you. You are going to have to prove yourself to be trustworthy again. We don't just hand out trust, folks. They have to prove it again. So forgiveness is not Forgetting. The second thing forgiveness is not is forgiveness isn't fair. Forgiveness is never, ever fair. There's nothing fair about forgiveness at all. I just let you off the hook for no reason whatsoever. Everything that you did was wrong, I forgive. Forgiveness is not fair. Forgiveness is never neutral. What's fair is to pay a person back, right? If a person hits you, you hit them back. If a person talks bad about you, you talk bad about them. If they put something out on social media, you come back even harder right after them. And yet, Jesus, remember what he said? He said, pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies. And I think a lot of times this is what we think to ourselves. I will pray for my enemies. I'll pray that they get hemorrhoids. And I don't mean just any kind of hemorrhoids. I mean the kind that are so bad that you can't even sit down. That's what I'm praying for the person, right? You're like, that's what I'll do. Folks, forgiveness, no matter how you slice it, folks, it is never, ever fair. It's never Some of you are wondering right now, who is praying against me, right, as you're sitting there? Like, like what's going on? You know what's interesting to me, though, is that we actually like the fact that God isn't fair. We do. We like the fact that God isn't fair. Because if he was fair, then we would get something so much worse. Now, God is always just, it's just that God isn't fair. And we're actually grateful that he's not fair because it's a benefit to us that he isn't. So that when we mess up, flub up, screw up in some way, he actually says, if you come to me, I'll do something that isn't fair and I will give forgiveness to you. In fact, I love the power of Psalm 103. It says this, God does not treat us as our sins deserve, Or repay us according to our inequities, our sins. In other words, what you and I deserve, folks, is punishment. We deserve death. We deserve hell. 
But what does God say if you come and you ask for forgiveness? He says, I'll give it to you, and he gives us grace. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed your transgressions from us. So forgiveness isn't forgetting. And secondly, forgiveness isn't fair. So what is forgiveness? This is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is giving to others what God has given to you. Forgiveness is giving to others what God has given to you. Forgiveness is offering to someone else the same grace that God has given to you. So, for those of you who are followers of Jesus Christ, I just want to ask a question. All of you on the stream, you go ahead and join us as well. How many of you who are followers of Jesus, how many of you have ever been forgiven for anything? Just raise your hand. If you've ever been forgiven for anything. Okay, you can put your hand down. Now, some of you did not raise your hand, and now what that says to me is you think you're perfect. You're perfect. So you go ahead and sit exactly where you're at right now, And stay self-righteous, polish your halo, okay? Go ahead and do that. And just don't come back to church next week. Because the jar is not a place of perfect people. It is filled with a place of imperfect people, including the guy who's standing here right now. I mean, I don't know about you folks, but I have been forgiven for a lot Like a whole lot, like dump loads upon dump loads of trucks that have my sins in them. And God has forgiven me of those things. What's he forgiven me of? He's forgiven me of cheating. He's forgiven me of lying. He's forgiven me of stealing. He's forgiven me of having hateful thoughts. He's forgiven me of having lustful thoughts. He's forgiven me of being hateful towards other people. He's forgiven me of betraying people, of hurting other people. That's what God has forgiven Chris Bunch of. And folks, when I look back on my life, what I've experienced every single time is grace after grace, Mercy from God, forgiveness from the love of Christ himself because of what Jesus did. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is giving to others the very same thing that our good God has given to us. The good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, his words, his good news is not just about us receiving forgiveness from God, but it's about giving forgiveness to other people. I mean, I have been forgiven of so much that I must forgive much as well. Let me put it this way, and if you want, you can take a picture of this on the side screen or just swipe on the stream. It says this, Forgiveness does not flow to us, but forgiveness flows through us. Forgiveness is not just about flowing to us from God, but forgiveness actually is about it flowing through us to other people. So this is my question for you this morning. How is your flow? How is the flow of forgiveness in your life? 
If people were to look at you today, would they say, oh, there is a flow of forgiveness that comes out of them? Or no, 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 no. They hold it back tightly. They're holding it back right now. Well, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus was very direct on what he thought forgiveness should look like, and he was very clear that there should be a flow of forgiveness that comes out of us regularly. In fact, when he taught us how to pray, he taught us to pray with a sense of flowing forgiveness out of us. I don't know if you've ever uh, kind of learned the Lord's Prayer before or not, but we're going to put it up on the side screen, so we're going to pray a part of it right now, okay? So everyone join here, everyone on the stream, and let's go ahead and pray this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And watch this. Hold on, hold on. Watch this. What's it say? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. What's the last two words? Against us against us. I don't know if you've ever had this experience before, but sometimes I don't like parts of prayers. I don't. And this is part of the prayer that sometimes I just don't like because it says basically, forgive me, God, just as I forgive other people. So that boss who has done me wrong and I hate, God, forgive me the way that I forgive them. Um, Forgive me like I forgive my ex-spouse who took me to the cleaners. I don't have an ex-spouse, by the way. I'm just using that, okay? But forgive me like I forgive others. So let me say this again as as easy as I know how to say it. How is your flow? How is your flow when forgiveness comes? Do you just take it from God? Or are you passing it on through you to other people? Folks, forgiveness isn't just that which flows to us, but it's that which flows through us. So why would God want us to forgive people who've hurt us badly? Why would he want us to do that? Because he loves you. You see, God doesn't just ask us to forgive someone else so that they actually would receive healing. He wants us to be forgiven. That's why he loves us so much. He wants us to be forgiven and then forgive others because when we forgive other people, we get healing. We are no longer wounded. The wounds in us become healed when we forgive other people. In other words, forgiving the person that betrayed you, forgiving the person who hurt you, forgiving the person who cheated on you, forgiving the person who lied about you, forgiving them may not set them free at all, but the person that it always sets free is you. Every time you forgive, you unlock a prisoner, and what you find out in life is you unlock the prison cage of yourself when you forget. So, why would God cause us, call us to forget? He calls us to forgive because he loves us. He says you actually can have more freedom in your life when you choose to be a forgiving person that flows out. Now, let me say this. Forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is not easy at all. You know what easy is? 
Easy is to carry a grudge. Easy is to hold bitterness. Easy is to keep resentment. Easy is to never talk. Easy is to never bring healing to your family. Forgiveness, on the other hand, folks, it is not easy at all. At all. So, to forgive, what do we need? What you and I need to be able to forgive is an increased faith. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is actually an opportunity for freedom where others only see an offense. Forgiveness is actually an opportunity for there to be freedom where others only see an offense. This is what I've learned about forgiveness, folks. Is that forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is so much more of a process than it is a point. Rarely do people ever just immediately forgive someone else. Now, if it's a small offense, maybe, but if it's something that you've been hurt, it takes multiple, two, three, four, five, five hundred thousand times that you say, I forgive this person again, I forgive them again. Because this is what happens when we say, I want to be a forgiving person. Faith is activated long before our feelings. Long before your feelings ever catch up, as a follower of Christ, you say, I'm choosing to forgive even though I don't feel like it. I'm choosing to forgive even when I'm still angry. I'm choosing to forgive even when I feel betrayed. Yes, what you did was wrong. It was not right. It was not fair. But I'm going to let your wrong slide off my shoulders because I will not let it rob me of my future. By faith, I'm choosing to move forward. I'm not a victim. I'm not a prisoner. By faith, I will choose to forgive. I'm taking a step towards forgiveness. Now, at the beginning of the teaching, I shared with you three examples of people who either hurt me or hurt someone in my family. And I just want to give a backstory on the backside of each of those. So what about the guy who abused my sister Lisa Uh, for multiple years. Well, it didn't happen overnight. It took a while, um, close to a decade, honestly, before I was able to forgive. But I finally forgave, and the power of it was that my dad was able to forgive him as well. I can't imagine that happening to your daughter, but my dad forgave. And just the way that God works sometimes, we saw this guy at a Walmart, a couple of years ago, and we went up and we forgave him, and he told us how he had given his life to Christ and he had uh, been connected to a church now. He, he never asked for forgiveness, but this is what we realized, is that we could not change what he did to my sister, but we could change what God might do for our future. We could let him go, and we could let God actually change the future. How about the guy who owed us thousands of dollars? Well, they left the church, they went somewhere else, and it took me a few years to forgive him. And one day in my prayer time, I sensed God saying, I want you to forgive his debt just like I forgive your debts. 
we use the words trespass or trespasses today in the Lord's Prayer, but it also says debt or debtors. And I was praying that one time, and he said, I want you to forgive his debt. So I called him up, we met face to face, and I told him, I forgive all of your financial debt, thousands of dollars that he owed. And he said, no, 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 I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, no, 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 it's forgiven. And I thought I was done with that one. And then uh, later on, I learned that uh, he was getting baptized. And in my prayer time one week, I was like, and God help him to have a great baptism. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not over this. And this is what I sense God say. I want you to go to his baptism and celebrate him. And I thought to myself, God, are you nuts? Like, have you lost your mind? And I don't obey God all the time, but this is one of the times that I obeyed. I actually left church early, and I went and I celebrated his baptism, and forgiveness came to him, and forgiveness came to me. Finally, the friend that left during COVID went off, went to another church, started talking about bad about me, started talking bad about the church. It took a while. And finally, over a few months, I was able to uh, forgive that. And the problem was, though, I would see this person regularly. And in the midst of that, it was a challenge to just keep forgiving. But I kept, and I, and I finally did. And it's still not comfortable. Forgiveness isn't comfortable, folks. But you forgive. And even when I'm around them now, it's not comfortable. But recently, I got a text from them saying that, hey, you know what, we are... We're so grateful for the impact that you've made in our lives. And again, it's not comfortable, but I choose to forgive. Because forgiveness is always a step forward, a step forward of faith, saying, what God has given to me, I want to give to others. Folks, I know how hard it is to forgive people when they've hurt you, they've betrayed you, they've stabbed you in your back. I get it. I know what we're talking about today is not easy stuff. It's tough stuff. But I'm telling you, if I can do it, a person who has so much pride and struggles sometimes, if I can do it, you can do it too. So what is forgiveness? It's forgiving others the same way that God has forgiven us. So this is how we're going to close. Right now, what I'd like you to do is take a moment just between you and God and to ask them this question, God, who do you want me to forgive? Who do you want me to forgive? And maybe for some of you, you'll get this prompting very, very quickly and you'll know exactly who that is. And uh, maybe today is the day in which you could go to that person and you could say, hey, I forgive you for this. You could reconcile that today. You could say those words. Maybe for others of you, though, the situation is not that easy. There's been some abuse. There's been hurt. There's been pain. Maybe the thing you could do today, though, is say, I'm going to forgive them in my heart. And God, if you open up a time, whenever that is, when everything's right, I may choose to forgive them face to face. But right now, God, all I can do because of the situation is to forgive them in my heart. And so that could be you. And what I'd encourage you to do, we're going to put the lights down here right now, is that there's in your program a space for you to actually write down the name of the person. 
And for those of you that are on the stream, what you could do is just type it into your phone. But I want you to take a moment right now to ask God, who is it that you want me to forgive and to put that name down? So let me give you a minute just right now to listen to God's prompting and to take a step towards forgiveness. I know this is hard. I know it's hard to put a name. As I shared, it's been difficult for me in my life. But this is where the freedom comes. Let's pray. Loving and forgiving God, we thank you so much for forgiving us of truckloads of sin, of wrong. Thank you for allowing us grace and forgiveness, giving us allowances and extending forgiveness when we've sinned against you. And God, would you help us right now to take a next step of showing forgiveness to the person that you're asking us to forgive? Now today, if you really do want to take a step towards that person, but you're like, I need increased faith, Chris. I can't do this on my own. I need my faith to be increased to do this. I need my faith to be activated for there to be forgiveness. Just to close your eyes, no one looking around, but if you just raise your hand and say, God, I need your strength to forgive this person. I can't do it on my own. I need it. Let me pray for you. Loving God, I thank you for a church that is full of people the desire to take steps down a road to forgiveness. Give each person, God, with a raised hand for those who may be raising their hand on the stream right now and they're saying, God, I need your strength. I need your help. God, would you give that to them right now? God, we know that it's not fair what people have done to us. But as we receive grace from you, help us, God, to offer that same grace and forgiveness to others. We pray that you would help us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. You can put your hand down. Now, maybe there are some of you today that you feel the weight of what you've done to hurt somebody else. You betrayed someone, you hurt someone, you lied to someone, or you lied about them, or you did something, or you should have done something that you didn't do and you've hurt another person. Maybe your sin actually is against God. You've walked away from him, you've ignored him, and you've been carrying this shame and this guilt in your life. And as clearly as I know how to state it, God does not want you to live with shame and guilt in your life. He wants to set you free today. 
And he says the way that that happens is not by you working and doing a whole bunch to have that. It's by you coming to my one and only son, Jesus, and saying, I give my life to you. I confess my sins to you. I give it to you. And because of his great love for you, Jesus actually went to a cross. He took on all of your sin that weighed him down so that you could be set free and given new life. And so if today is a day in which you're ready to receive God's love, his grace, his forgiveness, a second chance to where you don't have to carry that weight anymore, that you can walk in freedom today with Christ and have all of your sins forgiven, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but as you pray it, we pray together and I invite you to simply repeat this prayer after me. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I give my life to you. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit so I could follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.